Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 9 o'clock, Sam Monson going to join us on the show. 940. You want to do Coming In Hot? Yeah, I'd love to. You want to do it with me? Yeah, it'd be great. Once you step we, we through that door, once. there's no stepping uh, back. We did it once together. Okay. We did it once together. It was great. I did nothing and sat there and laughed as people just made jokes the entire time. It was fun. I don't know how it'll go today. But I will. Okay. I'll, I'll throw out the same warning I did last week, and I'll continue to do it. If we got to dump it and we can't take any more calls, I'm going to ask one of the most diabolical questions you're ever going to hear during the offseason. And think about the territory that takes in with what you've heard over the last couple of days. Apparently, when I wasn't even here, everybody just bringing up God knows what. With God knows who. Oh, that's why we'll have Sam Munson on at 9 o'clock. Yeah. You can, you can defend some of those teams. Apparently not a big fan of uh, what's going on at the quarterback position. No, he was very... I didn't, I, see, I, I didn't I, hear it. I hope he keeps that same energy. I know sometimes it's tough. People come on Cleveland Radio and they kind of change their tune a little bit, but Sam's been doing this a very long time. I hope he keeps that same energy because I'd well, love to know where he gets his, his, his logic from. There's been times where we, I remember we brought him on with Baker. And that's something I'm going to have to go back on. Or not go back on it, but I'm going to have to touch up on it again because people heard my comparison between the two quarterbacks. Uh, but I remember when he was on with us talking about Baker, and he said, guys, these are terminal, terminal, terminal mistakes that he's got to fix. And he doesn't know if they can fix them. So, I mean, he, yeah, was, he, he was, was willing to not pull punches with Baker. Straight up calling Deshaun Watson bad. He was like, he was like he was, see, now I want to hear that. I want to hear why. Straight I didn't up hear calling that. him bad. Yeah, I did not hear him say talking about that. how hard it is to win when you have a – Quarterback costing that much, that is, in his mind, considered straight up bad. Well, we'll talk to Sam about that coming up at 9 o'clock. Let's bring in the dangerous one, Daryl Ryder. He's brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hello, Daryl. Hey, Daryl. guys. It's wonderful to hear you, buddy. Uh, first off, what is it, it is, it's getting crazy out there. What's this? I was out, I, was, I thought it was a fever dream. I <laughs> talked to Andy about it on what would have been Wednesday the aggregators are picking up over over Nick Chubb. I'm like, it doesn't make any damn sense. They're, they're, it's silly season. There's a lot of really stupid conversation going on when it comes to the Browns right now, and I don't get it. I, I really don't. Um, Nick Chubb's going to be a Brown this year. Um, I, I'm, I'm convinced of that. Uh, they'll, they'll work to figure this thing out. Yes, there is a $12 million cap savings to be had if they just flat out cut him. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they're going to restructure him, maybe give him uh, another year. Because remember, Chubb is not going to be ready for week one. He won't be ready until, uh, I, I'm i guessing, it, possibly the, the second quarter of the season. So, um, you know, you, you maybe give him an extra year of security, um, and then you give him an opportunity to still make what you were going to pay him uh, anyway while also at the same time lowering your, your 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 salary cap hit for the year. But, yeah, I, I would be surprised um, if Nick Chubb is not a Cleveland Brown this year. You said the second quarter of the season? Yeah, he's not going to be ready week one, so prob- I would probably say anywhere from weeks two, three, October? four, five. Yeah, I mean, 
I thought yeah. October might be a reasonable. Yeah, once we get to the spring and the offseason program, I think that that picture. Oh yeah, when you said second quarter, I then thought I thought games five through eight. I was like, okay, that's. I mean, that's that's. And you might be right. I just I, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about him missing the first four weeks. Yeah, I think that's reasonable, though. No, I, it is. I just, oh, okay. I just, it just hadn't crossed my mind then. So now the renegotiation on going from twelve million to maybe six million is something that probably Nick Chubb would likely consider then, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where his head is at, and, it, and obviously it takes two to tango uh, with with his agent. But yeah, I, 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 I'm not at all as concerned about the Nick Chubb situation as the aggregators seem to be. So. You know, but hey, everyone's got to get their clicks and views and listens and all that kind of stuff. So I get it. Well, Nick Chubb does move the needle. I mean, he's a very popular running back. So let's be honest about that. Plus, I mean, he's a guy that a lot of people tend to center on when it comes to the the payment of quarterbacks or excuse me, payment of running backs and things of that nature. My my issue was not not even an issue, but I said for either side, it doesn't help out the Browns because then you would no longer have the running back. You would risk not having the running back. And for for Nick. Okay, well, no one else is going to offer you as much as probably the Browns are going to offer you, so let's work something out here. So that's why, to me, it's just a non-starter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm anticipating he's going to be – to me, the biggest question is, when is he going to be available to play a football game for the Browns again? We, yeah. are, we are getting ready for free agency, and after that we'll get ready for the draft and the whatnot. Uh, do you, which side – because we're losing a few more players than I think people realize on defense here. Which side do you think needs to be addressed more, offense or defense? I, I mean, obviously the the defensive front. Uh, you know, your your biggest free agent in my view is Adarius Smith. Um, you know, that's that that's a guy that uh, I'd like to see the Browns bring back. But you know, um, there's also the thought that maybe the Browns have uh, options internally to uh, you know. Fill that spot. Um, you've got a young guy, Alex Wright, who they've been bringing along um, the last couple of years. Remember, they signed Obo Okoronkwo, who was originally going to be the other starting defensive end opposite Miles Garrett. That was until the opportunity to trade for Zadarius Smith uh, came along. So there are, uh, you know, there are some. Uh, I don't want to say holes, but there are positions that Andrew Barry, and this is no different than any other year, uh, that that the Barry's going to uh, have to address. Uh, you know, Jordan Elliott is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Shelby Harris, who they brought in uh, late in the process last offseason, uh, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent as well. Uh, Mo Hurst, another defensive tackle, uh, is on that list. Uh, Anthony Walker at linebacker, Jacob Phillips at linebacker, uh, Jordan Kunashik, uh, their their uh, special teamer. Um, uh, you know, so there there are uh, you know a, a lot of guys, and this is something we've seen with Barry uh, as a GM, where he signs a lot of these uh, short contracts with free agents, uh, a lot of one year deals, and and you know going year to year, uh, obviously. Anthony Walker is kind of the poster child of that. He signed uh, one-year deals with the Browns the last uh, couple of go-rounds here. So uh, there are decisions to be made before uh, the new league year kicks in. We ask you, I'm not going to ask you about David Njoku in, in regards to any of the conversation with PFF or anything like that, uh, but I did have a, a discussion yesterday based off of David Njoku's comments on Joe Flacco where he mentioned how the, the, the 
basically it just they they had an easy connection, and you saw it, Daryl. Three out of the final four games, uh-huh. he he had a, a bunch of yards receiving. Hell, in that in the one Bears game, he had as, as many touchdowns in that game as he did the entire season leading up to that game, right? Like he was he was very good with Flacco. Can he be as a lot good? of guys were really good with Flacco? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent agree. <laughs> like Najoku wasn't the only one. No, for sure. But in the context of Njoku, do you feel like he can copy and paste that with Watson? Or do you feel like that was something that was unique that he and, and Joe Flacco had? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it could be replicated. He's just got to get the opportunities. Um, that's, I think, what it comes down to. Just comes down to opportunity. But yeah, he can replicate it. Absolutely. He was the second. What he, he was the second option with Deshaun still, wasn't he? Or am I not remembering this correctly? Um, was it Elijah Moore? Yeah, I I think like Elijah Moore was like a gadget guy. I don't even know if Elijah Moore was a, a second option. They just tried to do so much stuff with Elijah that and and none of it really worked, other than having him run some routes. Um, and that now was really disappointing. Um, but yeah, I I the offense looked completely different with. Um, Joe Flacco. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. at least from avert, uh, completing passes uh, down the field, uh, plus 20 yards. I, I, I forget the numbers, but like it, it's like a two-to-one ratio uh, in, in the you know, five starts for Flacco uh, in the regular season versus the five or six starts that Watson had. Um, but, you know, as we – have with Deshaun, there's always caveats to everything, right? And he was banged up last year and, uh, you know, playing with the the shoulder injury. So I'm sure that that had some sort of limitation. But um, to me, everything starts with Deshaun uh, this offseason and him getting that shoulder as healthy as it possibly can get and then he's got to obviously he's got to go out there and perform at the level that we have been waiting and expecting him uh, to perform at. We've seen glimpses of it, but there hasn't been any level of consistency in his play, and that's you know that's something that just quite frankly needs to change. Um, the Browns are very confident that Deshaun's going to return to uh, that form. I don't know. I, I guess they have to be that confident that he's going to do that, but. The guy hasn't played a full football season since 2020, so I'm not. I don't share their confidence uh, because I'm just realistic about the situation, and I know a lot of people will take that as I'm dumping on Deshaun or I'm hating on Deshaun. But I, I just think you know, just like with Nick Chubb, like I have reasonable expectation for guys, and I, I don't know that it's reasonable that I'm going to expect uh, you know Deshaun Watson to play all 17 games this year and throw for 4,500 yards. Um, because I just, I haven't seen it yet. So, um, you know, I, I think it's more about Deshaun than it is about David Njoku. David Njoku is a really, really good player. 
um, and his development under Stefanski. Um, I mean, he's the poster child of buying into Kevin Stefanski, right? Um, because we all remember that first year when Stefanski got here. That was not a great relationship between those two men. And credit both of them for working together. And now it is a great relationship. Are you feeling as good as Peter King is about a game in Brazil for the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, get your passport ready, Ken. No! <laughs> On a Friday night? Yeah. Yeah. I, I Look, um, when you look at Philadelphia's opponents, um, and we had Peter King on uh, the afternoon show earlier this week, and he did a really great job of just laying out the math, and just by the process of elimination, the Browns are the last team standing that makes perfect sense uh, to, to, to play down there, so... Yeah, I I have a I have a pretty good feeling, just my gut telling me that yeah, it, it's going to be uh, the Browns, not just in Brazil, but they're going to open the season with two straight road games. Daryl, let me ask you. I, I saw you yesterday. You you talked to the afternoon show, and you, you'd mentioned how you think Dorian Thompson Robinson could be the backup for the Browns. I'm reading Aaron Schatz this morning on ESPN, and he's saying the the Browns need to bring in competition for Deshaun Watson. He's saying use a second or third round pick on a young quarterbacks and a young quarterback and let that player compete with Deshaun in camp, or you can bring back one of the veteran quarterbacks they've already had success with. Uh, what are you thinking in regards to the backup quarterback spot and how likely that is an option for the Browns, someone He's, that isn't DTR? Aaron Schatz used the term competition. That's what he said. Okay, that's Can I just take a hammer to my realistic. skull at this point? Hey, well, Daryl. I, I mean, mean <laughs> yesterday Whoa! I got... Daryl! I, I mean, yesterday I got asked about the Browns trading for Justin Fields. Look, you got $46 million a year wrapped up in Deshaun Watson. There's no way in hell the Browns are bringing in competition to compete for that starting job. That is the dumbest take. That's, that's as dumb as uh, Mike Tannenbaum saying, oh, yeah, the Browns should take a $200 million salary cap hit hey. and trade Deshaun Watson. Mr. T's offseason. just trying to get through the show. That's all he's doing, Daryl. Clearly. <laughs> you think, a, you think a former GM fired twice would know how the salary, salary cap works. It's I mean, a former GM some, fired like twice, said, though. There's some really stupid Browns takes out there, all in the name of clicks and listens and that, like, come on, what are we doing? <laughs> Poor Aaron Schatz. Knock it off. Knock it off. He just got lit. I got nothing against that guy. There's no such thing as competition. That's what he said. There's no There's such thing as competition. competition for a no. guy you gave $230 million fully guaranteed. And a lot of people are going to disagree with that, but it's just the, it's just the fact of the matter. There's it's no competition. The business. You're trying to get Deshaun right. All that's going to do is create problems for Deshaun. Like, you're, you're, you're trying to get this guy physically, emotionally mentally, whatever. Uh, you're trying to get this guy back on track. I, I just, like I said, there's a lot of really stupid takes out there. And between Tannenbaum and that nonsense, my goodness gracious, what are we doing Darryl, besides filling time? Daryl, your connection might Darryl, be a I little... Think you're, are you hitting the mic? Did you hit the no. mic, But There he is. Okay. Okay, sorry there, Daryl. We heard what Thanks you said. Happened. We did hear what oh, you said. Okay. It just became, it just got low. That I was really think good it's stuff. I my headphones. I'm like, no, it was, no, well, no, sometimes it is. It's, it was somehow our connection. That's um, how passionate Daryl is about not taking a hammer to the head. Daryl, let me <laughs> ask you another one here. Speaking of quarterbacks and helping them out, did you hear Johnny's comments? Oh, I did. All right, what'd you think of those comments? What he said about Brian Hoyer? Yeah, I, well, I well, he Johnny has always lacked self awareness, right? 
and he lacks self-awareness there. You, you, you can't do the mea culpa, I screwed up, I blew the opportunity, yada, 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 and then complain because Brian Hoyer saw you for who you were. Like, if you're coming in on a daily basis completely unprepared for work, and I am really cleaning this up here, um, what did you expect? Yeah, you're not going to be treated with kid gloves by people. And especially by someone whose job, the, the guy selling the tickets in the front office wants to hand to you for no good reason. And oh, by the way, which actually happened. Like, it got handed to Johnny. So um, that, that was the one part of the interview that I really did not like. Um, but the rest of the stuff, yeah, it, it, it sounded good. It was nice to hear him take some uh, accountability. I, I just don't know how genuine uh, Johnny uh, is in that. Uh, I found the LeBron story uh, a little fascinating. But, yeah, I mean, the guy blew a golden opportunity here. But him taking shots at Brian Hoyer for being mean to him because he's the guy that didn't show up to the facility ready to work every day, I, I'm just – I'm really not interested in that end of the conversation because, again – Johnny's got to have some self-awareness there and realize, yeah, I, I, was, I was the guy screwing up every day, and I, I totally get why that guy didn't want to spend a lot of time or invest a lot of time in, in helping me out because I really didn't give him a reason to. There is a secret of the pros you have about rotisserie chicken. Is this? We had a conversation earlier because he said he would – Jonathan said he has to spend like eight ninety nine for a rotisserie eight, chicken. Eight, not eight ninety nine. Oh, it's seven ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's seven ninety nine. expensive, though. And I said, oh. if you're paying eight bucks for a rotisserie chicken, you're going to have to show me pictures of how the five. chicken was raised. It used to raised. be five. You, you go uh, later in the evening when uh, they're discounted. How much are they discounted by? Usually 50%. 50, 50% off rotisserie I a, chicken. I can get a $2.50 rotisserie chicken. And, and, I, and I'm like – That's eating good in the neighborhood. I'm like fed for three days. It's fantastic. I do that with cookies too, Ken. I, I see. I didn't know about the cookies. Cookies. Too. Oh, mm, yeah. I know donuts. How later late in the, day in the are evening are you going? I do want to eat it at some point when it's like normal to eat food. Well, Daryl keeps late hours. Around uh, you know between eight and nine o'clock. Yeah, Daryl has like Winston Churchill dinners late. <laughs> you wake up with in the morning how... too. I... Yeah. <laughs> I never. He heard fights that them on the beaches. <laughs> he fights them. Yeah, that's what Daryl does, man. Daryl, I well, thank you very much for the hack. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, bro. Or your week. Are you on this afternoon? Yeah, I'll be in with Nick today, okay, and I'm okay. sure I'll have much more to say about the stupidity that's hitting airwaves when it comes to the Cleveland Browns Darryl's these days. Just set the whole place on fire. We love it, Daryl. Thank you for the time. Thank you, you bet, guys. Have a great weekend, Daryl Ryder. Yeah. Brought to you by Shibin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Sam Monson at nine. I gotta get Jonathan Peterlin in his thought. The comparison between the Eastern Conference and the NFC coming up next, and it's silly season. Send in the clowns. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 